A very good evening to our listeners on Manx Radio AM 1368. I'm Rob Pritchard and welcome to Saturday Sports Classified here on Manx Radio, your weekly roundup of the weekend's football, rugby and hockey fixtures. We also have two live draws to bring you in both the football and hockey respectively later on. Right now, let's start with the classified results from across the Isle of Man today, starting with Manx football. The Canada Life Men's Premier League. Russian United 4, Union Mills 1. Douglas High School All Boys versus Onkin postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Laxey nil, Corinthians nil. St George's four, Ramsey nil. Peel one, Air United one. In DPS Limited Division two, Michael United one, Douglas and District nil. Douglas Athletic nil, Jims one. Castletown versus Braddon postponed due to waterlogged pitch. Colby ten, Governors Athletic one. In Canada Life Combination 1, Union Mills versus Russian United postponed due to waterlogged pitch. Onken versus Douglas High School All Boys also postponed due to waterlogged pitch. Corinthians 2, Laxey 4. Air United versus Peel postponed due to waterlogged pitch. Douglas Roll 3, St John's 6. And in DPS Limited Combination 2, Douglas and District 1, Michael United 4. Braddon versus Castletown postponed due to waterlogged pitch. Maloo versus St Mary's also postponed due to waterlogged pitch. And Ramsey Youth Centre 2, Paul Rose 2. Turning now to Isle of Man Rugby. The Regional 2 Northwest. Aldrin Kersall 26, Douglas 15. In the Counties 3 ADM Lanks Cheshire League. Vagabonds 3, Ellesmere Port 10. In the Women's NC1 Northwest. Vagabonds 10, Southport 69. In the Ravenscroft Manx Trophy. Castletown 12, Ramsey Reds and Western Vikings 57. And Southern Nomads Greens 62, Ramsey Blues and Eastern Barbarians 24. Turning now to Isle of Man Hockey. The Ladies Premier League. Valkyries A 1, Castletown A 3. Backers A 2, Castletown B 1. In the Men's Premier League, Backers B1, Valkyries A3, Castletown A2, Vikings A1, Ramsey A0, Backers A13. In the Ladies Division 1, Valkyries B4, Vikings B2, Ramsey A3, Backers B3, Backers C versus Harlequins A, a rating result. Men's Division 1, Valkyries B3, Vikings B1, Harlequins B0, Harlequins A11. In the Ladies Division 2, Castletown D2, Valkyrie C1, Vikings C1, Castletown C1, Ramsey B versus Harlequins B awaiting result. In the Men's Division 2, Backers C versus Ramsey B called off, Backers C unable to field a team, and Backers Colts versus Castletown B awaiting result. And in the mixed under-15s division, Valkyres nil, Harlequins six, Backers seven, Ramsey Rogues and Rascals nil, Castletown Sharks versus Vikings awaiting result. 
Those are your classified results across the football, rugby and hockey taking place on the Isle of Man throughout Saturday. Well, let's take a look at the football here. The league fixtures returning in earnest this weekend after the spotlight was very much on the ECAP FA Cup last time around with a smattering of league fixtures, but very much domestic competition back in focus this weekend. And uh, joined as ever to take a look through this by Tony Mepp. And Tony, very good evening. Good evening, Rob. Just about uh, thawing out. Uh, a little bit uh, cold, wasn't it? But it hasn't spoiled too much football. Not too many shocks uh, in the scores. But uh, as we usually see at half-time, when a team has possession with the wind, it's uh, sort of fruitful for them. Score plenty of goals. And then in the second half, they're under the cosh a little bit. But uh, all in all, it's been a good day of football. And hopefully next week we'll get a full programme with cup fixtures as well. And we were all fingers crossed on Friday Sport Preview yesterday, weren't we? Because we knew that that uh, heavy rain was coming in overnight and we did fear, didn't we, that uh, a lot of games would be uh, called off as a result of the conditions. We've seen it over the last couple of months. We have lost a couple of games to the weather today, but great to see that many of the games were able to go ahead. Yeah, it is. And a lot of credit goes down to uh, the ground staff. We don't have the luxury like uh, Ben does on hockey where it's artificial surface, so you've got that true uh, surface to play against. And uh, certainly today at Peel, when you look at it, the pitch was resurfaced, what, three, four years ago? And uh, the drainage and everything's good at it. It's it's in reasonable good condition. And uh, right the way through, not like St John's last night, that uh, struggled a little bit with the weather that was there. But uh, no, it's just one of those, isn't it? Sometimes you take a chance and you play on it, it cuts up. Other times uh, you sit tight and leave it. And then the following week, it's uh, all nice and plenty of uh, time to recoup. But... You know, now the games come through thick and fast. It won't be long before March is on us and we've got night games coming in. So it's a question of get as many games played as we can. We hope we can. Well, let's get right into it. We have a packed show this evening, not just taking a look at the results, but if you heard on Paul Moran's show on Saturday Live only before, we do have two live draws coming up, one of those in the football in the GH Callers Woods Cup and also in the hockey as well, the Men's and Ladies Cup Plate and Bowl competitions. That's all to come. Let's take a look at the results then today. To start with, let's start with the Canada Life Men's Premier League. Russian United hosted Union Mills and Union Mills still smarting a little bit after that shock ECAP FA Cup exit to Douglas and District on penalties last week. And it appears that the hangovers continued here. They've lost to Russian United by four goals to one. Yeah, we got a bit of a match report as well and uh, I'll just go through it. Uh, much better from Union Mills today. Uh, a lot of uh, very good uh, possession, just uh, couldn't convert the chances that they had. Russian supporters telling Union Mills that they were the better side but three points dropped due to clinical finishing and uh, a bit of sloppiness by Union Mills. Uh, match uh, heavily affected by the wind, which is the story of all games today. And uh, both teams uh, preferring to play against the wind, with three of the four goals being scored against the wind. Well done to referee uh, John McCallum uh, for his consistent approach to the teams, allowing the game to flow and sensible attitude to challenge. And uh, a real good uh, battle, and one of the goals was scored right towards the end. Well, it was uh, Aaron Hawley who was the main threat today, scored on 39 minutes and then got a second on 92 uh, but it was 2-0, uh, I believe, to Russian at uh, half-time. But it was Cameron Dudley who started it all off. He got his first one after 27. And uh, Adam Kinley uh, scored from the penalty spot on 52 minutes. And as we say, it was uh, Jordan Corley who got Unimil's goal on 55 minutes. Very well, moving on, uh, as mentioned just before, Douglas High School All Boys versus Onken. That was already postponed as of the other day due to a waterlogged pitch, so that hasn't taken place today. It'll be rescheduled. Moving on, Laxey versus Corinthians. Corinthians had the chance to close the gap today on Peel at the top of the table, and we were wondering, weren't we, what sort of Laxey side might turn up today, and they've certainly been a match with Corinthians today. No way through for Corinthians. It's finished goalless. 
Yeah, and I think um, it's a fair result, really, to be honest with you, because uh, I think uh, when I look at Corinthian squad, there was one or two players missing. Yes, they had Sean Doe back, and great to see him come on on uh, 85 minutes, uh, 75 minutes it was. He came on, and, uh, you know, he's real struggle, hasn't he, with this injury. Uh, but hopefully that's behind him now, and he's coming back into strength and, and working his way to fitness for FC Isle of Man. But uh, he couldn't get his name on the score sheet today. But uh, Laxey... They had strength there today, absolutely, and um, I believe a couple of good chances that they had, but didn't run for them. But uh, points shared, and uh, Peel won't feel too hard done by with that draw against Air United. Well, we'll come to Peel in a minute. Moving over to Glen Crutchery Road, St George is desperately looking for points after what's been a poor start for them, particularly by their standards this season. They faced Ramsey, and uh, St George is having a couple of key players over the last couple of years coming back to the fold, and it really paid off for them today. They've beaten Ramsey by four goals to nil. Well, it did, and it just shows you when you've got a bit of quality uh, back in the team how it can help things. And um, when I was uh, looking at uh, Johnny Myers's. Uh, team today and it really was uh, sort of a lot uh, stronger when you've got Carl Clark, uh, you've got Morgan Naylor in there, uh, Ash Higginbottom you've got uh, Chris Bass, Sean Quay, Kieran McNulty, Mark Connor, um, Mark Tier as well, Johnny Quirk that's a really good team and that's how it proved today for Sir George's. Two goals for Chris Bass, one for Johnny Quirk and uh, Kieran McNulty so that puts uh, St George's now on eight points. They move alongside old boys who are also uh, played nine, four, uh, eight, but dropping into that uh, horrible position, the 13th, the bottom place, is uh, Moran. But Moran's still got a lot of games to play. They've only played nine to St George's 11, so it's not panic stations, but it all looking like um, it's going to be St George's, Moran, Douglas High School, old boys, and possibly Onkin, who might just get involved at that battle at the bottom of the league. And the final game in the Premier League today saw the current league leaders facing the defending champions, Peel, hosting Air United. Tony, this was the game that you were at out west, and it ended all square, 1-1. Yeah, it wasn't a bad game, to be fair, and uh, the first 20 minutes, uh, Air United, I thought, looked very good. And uh, it wasn't a surprise when Johnny Shields uh, scored uh, on the ninth minute to uh, give Air United the lead. Slip at the back by the defence, misunderstanding, and uh, Johnny just uh, fed through. And Owen Dawson uh, looked good to, to make the save, but uh, Johnny was clever. Just played it to his right-hand side, scooped it in with his right foot, and uh, 1-0 it was to uh, United. Then it was Jamie Callister at the back, Nick Hurt. The main spine through the middle kept things uh, nice and tight. And then in the second half, the wind was with Peel a little bit, and uh, Peel looked quite strong going for a uh, goal. And it was uh, Reese Oates who uh, got it from the penalty spot. No doubt about it. Uh, Anthony Page uh, pointed the spot straight away. It was a bit of a clumsy challenge. And it was uh, Reese Oates who just boomed it through the middle. And uh, the goalkeeper stood no chance. A couple of really good saves. Dan Kelly uh, for Air United. Also Owen Dawson for Peel. Punch shared. Display-wise, looking at it, chances that they had, I think it's a fair result. Did it seem like the Air United of last season that dominated for large spells and, of course, champions out there not been quite the same for them so far this campaign? Still pushing toward the top, but did it feel a bit more like the Air United we were used to seeing in the last campaign? Definitely, but uh, no Sean Kelly. Sean Kelly didn't play. I was surprised with that one because I believe... Uh, He's not um, with Air United, uh, with Air United, with FCL of Man now. So um, it was uh, just a surprise not to see him there. But I think um, you know one or two other players that have been missing. Declan Cummins is good. Johnny Shields is good, and Jamie Callister there. But um, yeah, there's a lot of good young players coming through. I looked at uh, Cameron Tor, very strong. Nathan Crane. They're whatever age they are, 18, 17, 18 years of age. So they'll come good. But um, it's just one of those. Last year. 
was an awesome season for them. They'll never forget that. And uh, now it's just a question of bringing the younger players through, get back up to that mark again, and I'm sure they can push for it the way the league's set up at the moment. Very well. Those are your results from the Canada Life Men's Premier League. Let's move on to DPS Limited Division 2, starting off with Michael United against Douglas and District. Michael United have been pushing toward the top of the table there for the, well, the throughout the season so far, but coming up against the Douglas and District team who stunned Union Mills last week in the ECAP FA Cup. Uh, Michael United, well, uh, Douglas and District brought back down to earth a, a little bit. It's been a very close contest, but Michael United winners by a goal to nil. Yeah, and I think um, when you look at this one, it was... Uh, you know, one of those, they had uh, nothing to lose on this because they're not going to get involved in the league. And um, by all accounts, it was uh, a poor performance um, from what I'm hearing uh, from uh, Douglas and District. And uh, they had two penalties saved. Mark Quirk with one, Ash Humphrey with the other one. Uh, so they had their chances uh, to uh, win it. But uh, certainly today for uh, Michael, it was uh, Harry Callister who was the star. He got the goal uh, for them. And it was uh, all important goal to get the points. Equally close as well between Douglas Athletic and Jim's. Jim's just taking the three points, winning by a goal to nil. Yeah, and I've got a bit of a report on this one as well. Uh, Douglas Athletic, nil. Jim's won. Sam Liver got the goal. Uh, two honest teams giving 100%. Jim shaded the uh, first half when Sam Liver deflected the ball to give Jim's the lead after 21 minutes. Douglas Athletic came out strong in the second half and had multiple chances and heroic goalkeeping by uh, young uh, Reese Gillen, enabled Jims to hold on for the win. Very difficult conditions with the referee Steve Dowdle controlling the game with a lot of experience and common sense. Well done, Steve. What a cracking uh, game by the sound of it, even though it was only 1-0. It finished up for uh, Jims, and as I say, it was Sam Liver with that goal. Sounds like the scoreline didn't do it quite justice, yeah. but uh, no, sounds like a very good report from there. Well, Castletown versus Braddon in Div 2 was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch, and the final game taking place in Division 2 today between Colby and Governors Athletic, who of course share the same facilities, but uh, a real gap between the two in this one. Colby, 10-1 winners. Yeah, and it was 10-1 uh, was the surprise scoreline for me, 6-0 at half-time, and it was uh, Jim Gale with two goals. Uh, Jack uh, Skillicorn got one. Seb Spears got a couple of goals uh, just before half-time. And then I think it was an own goal that made it the 6-0. Then it was the Jordan Edge show. Uh, Jordan Edge got the seventh, the eighth. Seb Spears completed his hat-trick with the ninth. And Jordan Edge it was uh, with his hat-trick uh, to make it the tenth. We didn't quite get the goal scorer that we needed to get the story out. But do you want the story? We might as well. <laughs> Enlighten us, Tony. Right. Basically, what's happened is Jordan Edge and Ollie Edge play for the same team. Uh, Ollie Edge went to uh, take his car out to drop his girlfriend off at the airport and his car's not there. His brother has not stolen the car, but he's borrowed his car. Uh, he's taken the keys and everything. And, and Ollie, his younger brother, would like his car back if possible. Uh, but Jordan's not answering the phone. And I did say to Ollie, if he uh, scored today, that I will put a shout out to see if Jordan will bring his car back with a full tank of fuel because evidently he returns it uh, empty. And, um, you know, if he's going to steal a car, steal his mum or dad's, but please leave Ollie's left alone because he had to drop his uh, uh, girlfriend off at the airport in a scruffy van. So there you go. You don't get these kind of stories in the Barclays <laughs> Premier League across, do you? Not at all. He's a special. <laughs> well, just before we move on, I actually just had a message here about the uh, Michael and D&D &D game. Michael winning by a goal to nil. And just a message to say that uh, the referee, Rob Slinger, uh, refereed the game extremely well. So always good to hear that as well. Well, it is. And uh, the story be behind Rob, anyone that knew him, uh, he's a great goalkeeper and a very passionate player. Um, a booking or a red card wasn't um, sort of far away from him. But he's taken up the referee 
Rian and uh, he's absolutely tremendous and uh, he's just flying through the grades and you know well done to him he refereed his first premiership uh, game not too long ago to say this is only his second year absolute credit to him and there's just a little signal out there to everybody who uh, is not really wanting to play anymore because whatever age but has the wise old head of being a referee is take it up because there's an example for you from Rob Slinger. Excellent to hear. Well, let's take a quick look through the Combination League. Starting with Canada Life Combi 1. This was the league most affected today by the conditions. Only two of the scheduled five games went ahead. The postponed games, due to all due to waterlogged pitches. Uni Mills versus Russian United. Onken versus Douglas High School Old Boys. And Air United versus Peel all called off today due to unfit pitches. But we had two games that went ahead. And they were Corinthians versus Laxey. And Douglas Royal versus St John's, Tony. Yeah, and I think um, certainly today, uh, Corinthians 2, uh, Laxey 4. And I'm just trying to get that one uh, checked because uh, the scoreline that I had uh, coming through, it uh, yeah, it did finish up 4-2 uh, Laxey, but I haven't got the goal scorers for either team. So if you could text us through, 166-177, and we'll give them a mention. And Douglas Royal and St John's, that's uh, quite the thriller there, wasn't it? Nine goals in that one. That was an absolute belter. I don't know how the scoring went, but uh, for Douglas Royal, James Clark with one, Andy Curfee got the second, Stuart Foley with the third goal for uh, Douglas Royal, but uh, St John's really strong to say that they're a promoted side uh, this season into the uh, combination one. And Kieran Brock, first-team player, got a couple of goals there. Lewis Taylor uh, got uh, two. Joe Savage with one, and I think he's the team's leading goal scorer at Liam Sale completed the scoring off for the 6-3 victory. Very well, we're rounding things off. Last but certainly not least, DPS Limited Combination 2. Two games were called off there of the four that were due to take place. The games that were postponed due to unfit pitches were Braddon versus Castletown and Malou versus St Mary's. So they didn't take place today, but we had two that went ahead. And uh, Douglasson District against Michael United and Ramsey Youth Centre versus Paul Rose. Yeah, and that uh, information I was giving you about the two penalty misses for D&D, that might have actually been in this game uh, just uh, flicking through it. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, Ash Humphrey uh, got the goal for uh, Douglas and District. And let me see if I can find out the goal scorers for Michael Comby. No, they've not come through. Uh, but uh, the Ramsey Centre, two, Paul Rose, two. It was 1-0 to Paul Rose at half-time. No goal scorers through for Paul Rose. But uh, for Ramsey Centre... You know how to pronounce his uh, name. Adrian. Uh, Adrian. Adrian. We'll stick with, <laughs> stick with Adrian. I don't, I, don't and, want Ad, uh, I don't want Adrian to be listening and I get it wrong and I, uh, and I, and I say something that is just completely out of Egan there. Egan Stone so. got the second one then. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, those are your uh, footballing results for Saturday. There are games tomorrow in the Canada Life Women's Public Cup and the Masters Football. That is at the end of our football conversation this evening. As you heard earlier, we do have a draw to take place here. It is for the first round of the GH Corlett Woods Cup. We will have uh, the live draw of the GH Corlett Woods Cup now to come. So that is not the end of our football discussion. Uh, so, Tony, could you just tell us um, which teams are in it and how the format's going to work for this round? Yeah, thanks again. It's uh, primarily a Division Two competition. It's uh, the GH Corlett uh, Woods Cup. This is the first round. Uh, the games take place uh, next week, and uh, there's uh, three games to come out of the hat. We need six teams. There's 11 entered, and uh, people say, why not 13? Obviously, Malou don't have a first team. And also, uh, Paul Rose don't have a first team. So that's why we're down to 11. And uh, these games kick off 1.15 next Saturday. So Ben Cunningham's going to do the draw. And the first one out. Number five. Number five is Douglasson District. Number 11. And they will play St Mary's. Number three. Number three is a home tie for Colby. Against number two. Number two. 
Southern Derby, Castletown. Number nine. Number nine is Michael. And the last one, please. Number four. Number four is Douglas Athletic. So the draw for the first round of the GH Collet Woods Cup next Saturday is Douglas and District will have a home game against St Mary's. Colby will play Castletown. And the final fixture for the first round is Michael at home against Douglas Athletic. So therefore, Tony, could you just confirm those teams that will be getting a bye in this round? I certainly can. So the byes will be Braddon, um, Foxdale, Governors Athletic, Jim's, and I think it's Ramsey Youth Centre. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. Excellent. So there is your draw for the first round of the GH Callers Woods Cup. So if you missed it just a moment ago, the three fixtures to take place will be Douglas and District versus St Mary's, Colby versus Castletown and Michael versus Douglas Athletic. And just finally, Tony, could you let us know where, when these games are going to be played, if they've been scheduled? Exactly. Um, that's that's the plan because um, we've got to try and get these in for Good Friday because the uh, final is uh, usually played on uh, Good Friday. We've got the FA Cup going as well, so a mass of fixtures that uh, are taking place at the moment. Absolutely. Well, Tony, thank you very much as always, and we'll be catching up with you very soon. Pleasure as always. Thank you. Manx Radio Sport. Okay, moving on to rugby now. A busy day in Manx rugby as well, with three of the Ireland sides on involved in the UK competitions this weekend and also the newly formed Ravenscroft Manx Trophy competition taking place this weekend as part of a efforts to tackle player unavailability in the sport it's a an issue that's not exclusive to the Isle of Man it's being seen over the UK as well but to make sure that the teams are getting as much game time and the players are getting as much game time as possible throughout the season well hopefully we can now cross over to Manx Radio's rugby correspondent Dave Christian well Dave thank you very much for joining us hello good evening it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be in the warm to be honest Rob oh hello have we still got you there Dave yeah yeah sorry <laughs> Uh, microphone cable uh, just fell out. Uh, yes, uh, Douglas were on the top of the pile this afternoon. Uh, they were away at Altrincham Kersall. The Kersall's pitch had taken a battering in the recent rain, and the game was switched to a 4G surface at Lim to make sure it went ahead. Uh, the two sides were tied for eighth place in the standings, but this bonus point win this afternoon for Altrincham Kersall, they came out 26-15 winners. Uh, that uh, sees them jump clear of Douglas, who drop into ninth place. For Douglas, Bryn Snellgrove and Craig McGee picked up the tries with Luke Highland converting one and adding a penalty. And next week, Douglas have got to look forward to the uh, visit of the league leaders and Selmians who come to Portachine next Saturday afternoon. Up at Vagabonds, it was a slightly different kettle of fish. Uh, Vagabonds haven't had any recent results that have gone in their way, but they had their fingers crossed this afternoon. Ellesmere Port were the visitors. They'd lost by a point in the away match. They were hoping to do better this afternoon, but it didn't quite go their way, and the visitors won 10-3. Uh, Cam Finley picked a penalty for Vagabonds midway through the first half. That put them in front, but shortly afterwards, Ellesmere Port hooker Joe Grant went in, Joe Lader converted his convert his try, and that's seen the teams turn around with Ellesmere Port holding a 7-3 lead. The only score in the second half was a second uh, successful kick for Joe Lader, this time a penalty, and that gave them the 10-3 win. Leaves Vagabond still eight points adrift at the foot of the table, and uh, not really looking to see where their next points could come from. 
The stats show they've had three losing bonus points, which means they've finished within seven points of the opposition three times. So there are points out there for them. They've just got to knuckle down and get them. On the adjacent pitch at Bella Fletcher, Southport were the visitors to take on Vagabonds Ladies in women's NC1 Northwest. Southport, the unbeaten league leaders, they've dropped one point out of a maximum of 30. And uh, the writing was on the wall pretty much from the start. Southport flanker Amelia McEwen went over for a try in the first minute of the game and it was the first of seven she ran in this afternoon all on her own. Uh, she also picked up a hat-trick against Vagabonds earlier on in the season so uh, that's a good return for her 10 tries in the two matches against Vagabonds. For uh, the visitors as well, uh, there were also tries from Pip Birchall, Rachel Porter and the penalty try and Faye Gaskin weighed in with six conversions. Vagabonds, though, showed a little bit of grit, and uh, they were definitely capable of upsetting the Southport apple cart. Jess Swales dived over in the first half for a try, and Corinna Daly finished off a move late in the second half for their second try of the match. Vagabonds travel away to Eccles next week in an eminently winnable game, and they'll definitely want to put this one behind them. And finally, in the new Luke Ravenscroft Max Trophy, two games and two wins, as you would expect. Ramsey's Reds won 57-12 at Poulson Park in their link-up with Castletown and Western Vikings. And at Balakilia Park, Southern Nomads Greens uh, won 60 points to 24 against the Ramsey Blues and the Eastern Barbarians combo. At Poulson Park, Braden Roach got a hat-trick for Ramsey. Connor Cracknell and Greg Ratcliffe got two tries each. And there are also scores from Johnny Dean, Henry Swithenbank and Eddie Lord. Dale Ratliff, Connor Cracknell and Eddie Lord converting. Uh, Ratliff four, Cracknell one and Lord one. Down at Balakilia, two tries apiece for Finn McGregor and Tom Collister for the Southern Nomads Greens. And also a hat-trick from Ori Watterson back again from injury. Tony Quinn and the evergreen Tom Davies also chipped in with tries, with Mark Young adding the conversions. And for the visitors, the Ramsey Blues and Eastern Barbarians combo, Ben Hardman went in for two tries, and there were also scores from Joe Flanagan and Josh Cateen, with two conversions from Brandon Atchison. Thank you very much, Dave. Well, just taking a look at a couple of those results, let's look at Altrincham Kersal versus Douglas. Well, when the two sides played each other at Portashee earlier in the campaign, Douglas were victorious that day. So what do you think maybe changed this time around that meant uh, the Manx side weren't able to get the result this weekend? Uh, well, it's going to be a combination, I think, Rob. First of all, Altrincham Kersal may not have been able to bring their A side, if you like, your full-strength team. They may not have been able to bring that to Portashee earlier on. Uh, this afternoon, we know Douglas are pretty close to their A-side. Uh, so the game probably today is a, a bit more of an accurate reflection of the way in which perhaps the first one should have gone if it was first team proper against first team proper. That said, your first team is your first team on the day. That's not an excuse for anybody. In addition to that, the travel uh, is... Uh, inconvenient at best, uh, certainly disruptive for the players. You've got to be up early for that flight. You're away for the full day. You don't get into your normal pre-match uh, rituals uh, in quite the same way as you would do for a home game. Uh, and in addition to that, of course, there was disruption for altering with Kersal as well because their pitch was uh, uh, waterlogged and the game was switched to the 4G surface at Lim. Uh, in Rugby Union, it's not a common thing to play on a 4G surface. And that's going to add disruption for both sides. And it's really going to be down to which team takes uh, takes advantage of the conditions and the playing surface in the best way possible. And the
quickest way possible. It's likely that Cursor will have used that 4G surface on a number of occasions before, whereas uh, a 4G surface for a game of rugby union is, is quite a rare event, certainly down at this level of the game. And taking a look then at uh, Vagabonds versus Ellesmere Port in the County's 3 ADM Lanks Cheshire Division. Vagabonds, it's been a very tough season for them so far. I know you, Dave, when we were chatting about this on Friday Sport Preview last night, you thought this might have been Vagabonds a little bit of a sniff in this one to try and get some points back, but it's not been the case today. Yeah, I mean, it could well be that we had a good game that was ruined by the weather because that strong gusting wind made life very, very difficult for everybody. Uh, a little bit of a kick in lottery. Uh, you've got the wind behind you. You can kick for territory, but you just kick it or overcook it a little bit too far, and uh, suddenly you've got to scrum back to wherever the kick was taken from. So uh, it's it's a mixed bag with strong wind. Uh, Vagabonds should be accustomed to the conditions up there at Bella Fletcher, though, because it's generally uh, catches a draft is the best way to describe it. It's a perennially perennially windy place. Um, they should, and perhaps we'll look back and think they should have done better than they did. Uh, they had pretty much a full-strength side out. I know Ross Pullman wasn't there. Uh, he was watching. He's still nursing a knee injury. But aside from that, that was pretty much uh, them they've got out. Elsmere aren't going to uh, set the world on fire to get promotion. They're not likely to get relegation either. And that's on the basis of the points they've already picked up. So uh, a bit of a almost the dead rubber even at this stage of the season for Ellesmere Dave we, we so, seem to be just losing you a little bit sorry uh, to interrupt there I don't know whether the uh, mic connection is uh, having a couple of gremlins again strong side but perhaps not their strongest and uh, Vagabond's just not quite getting it right on the day and more work to do uh, there's not many up points but uh, the three are up there. I don't know whether the, uh, mic connect it could well be let me just click that Vagabond's got a little bit of work to do in um, they've not got, got and uh, eight points adrift at the foot of the table even with the uh, three losing bonus points which suggests they're not that far away uh, it could be just uh, the end of the season is going to come too soon for them and uh, they might need a drop down to the lower league for a regroup next season very well. We'll come on to just the uh, final fixture in the teams competing in UK competitions. Vagabonds ladies, a good season so far for them in the women's NC1 Northwest up against the runaway league leaders Southport. Tough game today, Southport 69-10 winners. Um, but did Vagabonds give a good account of themselves today? Yeah, pretty much, Rob, pretty much. Um, I'm just looking at my notepad here for the half-time score. 29-5 at half-time. Um, Southport have got some exceptional players there. There's a couple of players in there who've played uh, International Rugby League for Wales. Uh, just looking through their bio of the team, uh, I think that um, the centre or the centre that scored, Pip Birchall, uh, she's been involved with the International Rugby League setup. And uh, the, the back row, Amelia McEwen, uh, running in seven tries. Uh, they looked to get the ball to her as quick as as quick as they could. And when I've been looking through the Southport's previous results, Amelia McEwen's not just popped up in the back row, but she's also played on the wing and on the centre. So she's one of these uh, players who's multi-talented, who can pop up in any position and, and score tries. Uh, she's got a great turn of pace this afternoon. Uh, you take her seven tries out of the equation and uh, suddenly you've got a 34-10 score and uh, that's a lot, lot closer than, than, than you know, a 69-10 result. Um, Vagabonds will pick up points. 
They've played Southport twice. They don't have to play them again this season. Southport will undoubtedly get promoted and, and Vagabonds may have a better run at things next season. Okay, thanks, Dave. Just to round things off, obviously we had two fixtures in the newly formed Ravenscroft Manx Trophy this weekend. Castletown versus Ramsey Reds and Western Vikings and then Southern Nomads Greens against Ramsey Blues and Eastern Barbarians. This cluster format brought in with the Ravenscroft Manx Shield was stopped in time last weekend trying to sort out this issue of player availability, which is not unique to the Isle of Man. It is only the first weekend, so early days, but have you had any particular feedback as to how the format worked today for the first time in this Manx Trophy competition? I, I normally get my feedback on uh, competitions when we, when we go to the pub on Saturday night and uh, undoubtedly that's where I'll get the, the bulk of it. Um, it's important that the players get 15 aside rugby. Um, it wasn't quite working in the Manx Shield. I'm not convinced on this formula either. However, it seems to be working in other parts of the UK. The organising committee have got to do something to try and uh, stop walkovers and called off games. Uh, this appears to be one solution. Uh, the players themselves, I'll chat to the Ramsey players tonight to see what they thought. Um, I'll get some feedback from the other clubs during the week. Um, it's difficult to say. It's incredibly difficult to set it up on the RFU's computer system. I'm still wrestling with that now. Um, time will tell. Um, what we look at in rugby is not necessarily what you've got now. It's what we've got tomorrow. And looking through uh, Ramsey's um, database, we can see that there are strong age groups, the under-13s and the under-15s. And uh, what we've got to do is try and keep a competition format that means that there's something there for them when they graduate to play senior rugby, uh, which won't be too far away now. So there's plenty of youth coming through. We've just got this temporary slowdown. It's almost like a bulge in a hosepipe. Uh, there's little, very little water coming out at the end, but suddenly, in a, in a little bit of a uh, little bit of time passes, there'll be a big gush come out, and and that's what we're waiting for, really. When those young players come into the senior game, that should help us expand a little bit, and hopefully, we'll see Douglas and Vagabonds running two teams each uh, again in the very near future. Dave Christian, as ever, thank you very much for that report. OK, we now move on to the hockey fixtures. The men's and ladies' seasons got underway for 2023 this Saturday with games from the respective Premier Leagues down to the respective Division 2s taking place as well as the mixed under-15s division returning. Well, he's been waiting very patiently as ever. Well, he was part of the draw earlier on, but now he takes the spotlight. Ben Cunningham, very good evening to you. Happy Welcome new, back. Happy New Year. Yeah, I know. I we say Happy felt... New Year. It's been two weeks, but then we've just not had a chance to catch up, have we? No, but I mean, all the England hockey games as well have only just kicked off this weekend. So, you know, Happy New Year. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's dive straight into it because we've got a lot to get through. So let's start with the results from the respective men's and ladies divisions this weekend. We'll start with the Ladies Premier League. And uh, the early pushback in the Ladies Premier League was at 12.35 between Valkyrie A and Castletown A and Castletown A winners by three goals to one at King Williams College. Yeah, Zoe Shimon with one, Amy Sellers with one, and Helena Allen with one for Castletown A. And for Valkyrie A, it was Emily uh, Emily Kelly with a goal. But great result and a good start for Castletown A. And Valkyrie A and the Ladies Premier League were always associating them with pushing toward the top of the table, battling away with uh, Vikings A. Uh, not the greatest of starts for them, but um, you can't take it on just this one result alone, can you? Yeah, it's the, f it's the first weekend back, and I think everybody today is probably feeling the, uh, the Christmas uh, feeling. So, yeah, they'll bounce back, I reckon, next week. We'll see. And the other game in the Ladies Premier League was at 5 past 2, Backers A versus Castletown B. That was at Castle Russian High School. Backers A winners, only slightly, by two goals to one. 
Yeah, and Castown B have really made a strong statement here because they were promoted up to the Premier League from winning Division 1 last season. Um, and to be just losing 2-1 to Backers A, that, that's a strong statement. Backers A goal scorers were Donna Harrison and Charlotte Fisher. And for Castown B, it was Sophie Van Hooven. Very well, let's move on to the Men's Premier League. All the games pushed back here, three games in fact, pushing back at 12.35, all of them. Let's start over at the NSC, where Backers B hosted Valkyrie's A. Valkyrie's A winners by three goals to one. Yeah, I umpired this game and it was very end-to-end. I mean, Valkyrie's A, it took them at least near enough to the end of the first half to actually get past Backers B. Backers B were defending really well and, you know, credit to them because they put up a really strong effort today. Um, for Valkyrie's A, it was Oscar Lace with one, Lewis Nova-Smith with one, and Chris Thomas with one. And for Backers B, it was Craig Lees. Very well. Then we move on to Castle Russian High School, where Castletown A took on Vikings A. Now, when we spoke on Friday Sport Preview, Ben, this was one of the games you picked out as a potential pick of the ties, where uh, a Vikings A side could very well be caught out by the quality in Castletown A. And that's proven to be the case today. Castletown A, great start to the season for them. They're winners by two goals to one today. And what did we say in that preview? Don't rule out a Castletown team. It's and and it's proven it today. Joe Savage with one and George Powell with one for Castletown A, and then for Vikings it was uh, Ryan uh, Hogan with one. But yet again, Castletown A, you, Castle, just Castletown teams in general, they're 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 surpassing my predictions. And so early on as well. Well, we move on to the other game at 12.35. That was up north at Ramsey Grammar School. Ramsey A hosting defending champions Backers A. And Backers A really sending a statement yet again at the start of the season. An emphatic win up at Ramsey Grammar School. Backers A beating Ramsey A by 13 goals to nil. Yeah, I I wouldn't like to have been uh, on the Ramsey team today in that game. Um, You know, credit to Ramsey A for sticking out at it. But Backers A, that's a really strong statement. Elliot Reid with three, Tony Bentley Roberts with three, Carl Moore with two, Chris Whiting with, uh, sorry, Carl Moore with four, Chris Whiting with two, and Tom, uh, Tom Lynch with one. Very well. Let's move on to Ladies Division 1 then. At 5 past 2 at QE2, it was a battle of the B teams between Valkyries B and Vikings B. Valkyries B coming out on top by four goals to two. Yeah, Steph Cotier with all four goals for Valkyries B. And then for uh, Vikings B, it was Morven Smith and Becca Kelly. And then another entertaining game as well at five past two up at Ramsey Grammar School between Ramsey A and Backers B in this division. A three-all draw. Yeah, that's a really strong uh, game there. Um, Charlotte Brooks with two and Sophie Cosgrave with one for Ramsey A. And for Backers B, it was Sam Franklin, Lucy Cartwright and Sienna Milbourne. And in the other game of the division, 3.35 of the NSC between Backers C and Harlequins A. Not quite as close this one. In fact, an emphatic victory for Harlequins A, beating Backers C by 12 goals to nil. Yeah, Backers, Cole, uh, Backers C uh, just promoted up into this league and they were against a very strong outfit today, Back, uh, Harlequins A, who just missed out on promotion last season. Uh, Rachel Middleton with three, Emily Middleton with five, Hannah Nuttall with one, Gemma Quayle with one and Lucy Passy with two. Very well, let's move on to Men's Division 1. Uh, 12.35 pushback to QE2 was Valkyries B versus Vikings B. Another battle of the B teams. And Valkyries coming out on top in this battle of the B teams as well in Men's Division 1, winning by three goals to one against Vikings B. Yeah, uh, Mike Fowles with one. Uh, Mike uh, Deal with uh, one. And Vaughan but- 
Butchlow with uh, one uh, for Valkyries B. Apologise if I got that your name wrong there. And then for Vikings B, it was Alex Andrew. And then, well, there's been a couple of um, big victories in the divisions, and it's been the same again in men's division one. It was an intra club derby between Harlequins B and Harlequins A at the NSC at five past two today. And the A team really showing their class today, a bit of a harsh lesson for the B team out there. Harlequins A beating Harlequins B by 11 goals to nil. Yeah, I, I, was, I was part of this game. I was in the B team, and it, it's, it's hard to take a, a, a hit like this, but, you know, it's, it's our A team, and, you know, that. They're, they're the stronger team. Um, Ronan Santanatolio with four, Corey Corker with three, George Ratcliffe with three, Paul Nuttall with one, and Oren Blakemore with one. Then we move on to Ladies Division 2. Uh, the early game in this division at 5 past 11 was Castletown D versus Valkyrie C at Castle Russian High School. And uh, another Castletown getting a wi- team getting a win. Castletown D 2, Valkyrie C 1. Yeah, coming uh, 2-1 win for Castletown D. Overcoming Valkyrie's D, who, uh, Valkyrie C, who I thought might have just got this one. Uh, Katie Nichols and Eden Cannell with a goal each for Castletown D. And then for Valkyrie C, it was uh, Michelle Poyser. And then uh, Castletown C, the other team in this division from the Castletown Club in Ladies Division 2 in action. They were at King Williams College to take on Vikings C at 5 past 2. All square here, one goal apiece. Yeah, all square. So it must have been a really, really close game, this. Uh, MLI Stereopolis with uh, Vikings C's goal. And then Fern Bugatti for Castletown C. And the later pushback in this division at 3.35 was Ramsey B versus Harlequins B at the NSC. Ramsey B winners by three goals to one. Yeah, I caught a little bit of this game just before uh, I left the NSC. And uh, it was quite end-to-end. And the 3-1 result it shows it, really. Uh, Lee Gell with uh, two and Becky uh, Weeman with one. And then she claims she's retired, but she isn't. Ali Middleton with a solo goal for Harlequins. Very well. Moving on to men's division two, we had two games scheduled, but uh, one game has been called off and was called off the other day. Backers C versus Ramsey B. That game called off. Backers C, unfortunately, unable to field a team. But another game did go ahead in men's division two today. That was three thirty-five p.m. at Castle Russian High School between Backers Colts and Castletown B. And Castletown B winners by three goals to nil. Yeah, two goals for Owen Kennedy and Paul Kelly with a goal for himself, and that rounds off a three-nil win for Castletown B. And then last but certainly not least, we had three games in the mixed under-15s league, which resumed as well this weekend. Uh, we'll start with one of the early pushbacks, 5 past 11 between Valkyries and Harlequins at the NSC. Harlequins making the early statement in the resumption of this league, winning against Valkyries by six goals to nil. Yeah, and I must say it's really great to see Valkyries having an under-15s team back in the uh, under-15s league. They didn't have one up to Christmas because they wanted to give their players a chance to play in the senior leagues to get a taste of it. And, um, I mean, 6-0, I caught a bit of this game, and 6-0 doesn't say how well Valkyries played today. Valkyries really defended well, and credit to them, especially on their first game. Uh, Caleb Blakemore with one, Molly Swales with two, uh, Joey Wright with his first under-15s goal, uh, Emma uh, Wash- uh, Washford and Killian Down with goals each. And the other early pushback, 5 past 11 as well in the mixed under-15s, was Backers against Ramsey Rogues and Rascals at QE2 in Peel. Backers, comprehensive winners, they won by seven goals to nil. Yeah, George Lease with uh, three, uh, Nicole Aston Byrne with two, and Carl... Uh, I, can't even, I can't read your writing there. 
Have you got it on your sheet? So the scorers were uh, George Lees with a hat-trick, Nicole Astell-Burtz with two, and then Cal Joyce with yeah, two. Cal Joyce with two. There you go. There we go. And one final game that was remaining. We were awaiting this result earlier on. 3.35, Castletown Sharks versus Vikings at King Williams College. Uh, ben, do we have an update on that one? Sadly, we don't. I have tried chasing it, but if you could let us know, uh, and we might get it when we're doing the uh, draws, uh, but we'll see. Absolutely. Well, if anyone is listening out there and does have the scoreline for Castletown Sharks versus Vikings in the mixed under-15s today at King Williams College, please do text us one double six one double seven, and we'll look to get that out there for you. Well, for now, those are the results from the Saturday hockey games on the Isle of Man for you. But just as is the case with the football, we are not finished yet because we also have the draw for the first round of fixtures for the Men's and Ladies' Cup plate and bowl competitions actually before we get to that Ben because we were talking about this when we came on air uh, just to mention about the fixtures today we've had quite a lot of compliments and quite a lot of praise for the umpires yeah and as an umpire myself it's really nice to see you know positive feedback Um, of course it's the first games back so everyone's probably a bit rusty and just you know burning off the old Christmas dinner Um, but you know it's really nice to see lots of positive comments about the umpiring because we've got umpires which uh, just started this season and they're getting put you know doing senior games but it's really nice just hearing loads of positive comments I mean I could have read about umpteen messages today from but all of them all had thank you to the umpires credit the umpires brilliant umpire and it was yeah it's it's brilliant and i'm sure peter foxen who's in charge of the hockey association will be really proud to hear that today very good news indeed okay let's move on to the matter of the cup draws we'll start with the ladies competitions so we have the first round draws for the cup trophy and bowl we will start with the cup ben so can you tell us who's going to be in the draw how many teams have we got okay this one? so in the cup we've got five teams we've got backers a castletown a castletown b valkyries a and vikings a so one uh two teams will play each other and then the other three have got buys into the next round very well. In which case, uh, we have uh, your assistant sat next to us as My well. So please, here. please do the honours and get us underway. Go on then. Number four. Number four is Valkyries A. And number two. Against Castletown A. So that means buys for backers A. And number three. Castletown B. And then number five. Vikings A. So that is the first draw for the Ladies Hockey Cup. And the one fixture to take place there, if you just missed that, is Valkyries A. They'll be at home to Castletown A. And then three teams with a bye to the following round. They are Backers A, Castletown B and Vikings A. Okay, let's move straight on and look to the ladies' trophy as well. So, uh, Ben, what's the format for this one? So, with five teams again, we've got Backers B, Harlequins A, Ramsey A, Falkyres B, and Vikings B. Um, four teams will play each other, and one team will get a bye into the next round. Very well. Do the honours once more. Number three. Ramsey A. And number one. Against Backers B. Number two. Harlequins A. Against number four. And that's Falkyres B. So the bye will be for number five. Vikings B. 
So that is the draw for the Manx Hockey Ladies Trophy. So that is Ramsey A versus Backers B, Harlequins A versus Valkyries B, and Vikings B getting a bye to the next round. We now move on to the Ladies Bowl as well. This is a new competition across the ladies and men's divisions for the 2023 season. It'll be contested by the Division 2 clubs as well. So, uh, Ben, who have we got in today's draw? So, we've got five teams again in this one. Uh, Castletown C, Ramsey B, Valkyries C, Castletown D and Vikings C. Um, Again, four teams will play each other and one team will get a bye into the next round. Very well, let's get the draw for the ladies' bowl underway. Number two is Ramsey B. Against number three, Valkyries C. Number four, Castletown D. Against number one, against Castletown C. And then number five. And that's Viking C get a bye into the next round. Okay, so that's the draw for the ladies' bowl, which is Ramsey B versus Valkyries C and Castletown D versus Castletown C with a buy into the next round for Vikings C. Okay, before we move on to the men's draw, Ben, any of those fixtures that particularly um, stand out for you? Any particular that catch um, your eye? Well, in the in the cup, that that the the game between Valkyries A and Castletown A. It's a repeat of today, so you know this this could go either way. Um, I'm sure Castletown will love to get another one over Valkyries, eh? But um, in the plate, um, I think to be honest, all the games in the plate are pretty close. That Harlequins A against Valkyries B, that'll be a quite tasty game, I reckon. And then um, in the bowl, uh, Castletown Derby, I think that'll be a proper good game. That. Yeah, both in the same league, of course, yeah. this season. So that, yeah, that could be very interesting with that Castletown D. Obviously, great day for them as well. You're yeah. the newly formed side. Okay, let's move on to the men's cup plate and bowl competitions. So we'll start in the men's hockey with the cup. So Ben, tell us which teams are in the draw today. Okay, so we've got six teams in this one. We've got Backers A, Backers B, Castletown A, Ramsey A, Valkyries A, and Vikings A. So four teams will be drawn out to play each other and two will get buys into the next round. Very well. Well, let's get the draw for the Men's Cup underway. Okay. Number five is Valkyries A. Against number four. Ramsey A. Number one. Backers A. Against number two. Backers B. So that means we've got buys for number six. Vikings A and number three and Castletown A. Okay, so a roundup of the men's hockey cup draw: Valkyries A versus Ramsey A, Backers A versus Backers B, and buys into the next round for Vikings A and Castletown A. We now move on to the men's plate competition. So, Ben, as usual, just take us through the teams that will be taken. So, part. we've got five teams in this one. Uh, Harlequins A, Harlequins B, Valkyries B, Vikings B and Vikings C. Uh, two teams will be drawn out to play each other and three will get buys into the next round. Very well, let's get the men's plate draw underway. Number three is Valkyries B. Against number five. Vikings C. So that's buys for... Number four. Uh, that's uh, Vikings B. Number two. Harlequins B. Number one. Harlequins A. 
Okay, so that's the draw for the men's plate. So just to go over that again, the one tie taking place in the first round of fixtures, Valkyries B versus Vikings C. And then we have buys into the next round for Vikings B, Harlequins A and Harlequins B. And last but certainly not least, we move on to the men's bowl competitions. The Division 2 sides taking part in that in the men's divisions. So, uh, Ben, which teams have we got involved? So we've got four teams in this one. Backers Colts, Castletown B, Ramsey B and Castletown C. And four teams, so everyone will be drawn out to play each other. Very well. So for the last time, we'll uh, get the draw underway and this time for the men's bowl. Number four is Castletown C. Against number three... Ramsey B. And then number two. Castletown B. Against number one. Against Backers Colts. So those are the fixtures for the first round of the mix of the men's bowl competition. Castletown C versus Ramsey B. And Castletown B versus Backers Colts. So looking at the men's fixtures there, Ben, any in particular that jump out to you? Um... Well, in the cup, backers A against backers B, that'll be a feisty affair, um, I can imagine. Um, the, the play, that game, uh, uh, Valkyries B against uh, Vikings C, that'll be a close game. And then in the in the bowl, I think both them games are going to be close as well. Um, I think, yeah, some very good ties been drawn up. Okay, well, let's just go over all the fixtures then that we've just drawn out for both the ladies and men's Cup, plate and bowl competitions if you missed them before. We'll start with the ladies hockey competitions, starting with the cup. And the solitary fixture in the ladies cup in the first round will be Valkyries A versus Castletown A. With buys to the next round for Backers A, Castletown B and Vikings A. In the ladies plate, the two fixtures taking place in the first round of fixtures. Ramsey A versus Backers B. Harlequins A versus Valkyries B. And the bye to the next round goes to Vikings B. And then in the ladies' bowl competition, two fixtures taking place with one team going through on a bye. And the two fixtures are Ramsey B versus Valkyries C and Castletown D versus Castletown C. And Vikings C have a bye into the following round. So moving on to the men's hockey cup competition, starting with the cup. The fixtures to be played, two fixtures to be played, and they will be Valkyries A versus Ramsey A, Backers A versus Backers B, and then buys into the next round for Vikings A and Castletown A. And then we move on to the men's plate, one fixture to take place in this round of fixtures, and that is Valkyries B versus Vikings C, and there are buys for three teams into the following round, which are Vikings B, Harlequins A, and Harlequins B. And last but certainly not least, in the men's bowl competition, all four teams involved in this opening round of fixtures, and it is Castletown C versus Ramsey B, and Castletown B versus Backers Colts. So those are your draws for the cup competitions to come. So, uh, Ben, just a couple of questions before we wrap things up. So in terms of these fixtures for the cup competitions, when do we expect them to be played? Um, These fixtures are going to be played as midweek games. Um, Basically, we've not got many Saturdays which we can slot them in with all the things going on as well um so these are going to probably get played during like when teams would normally have their training slots so these results will probably come in towards midweek so as and when we get them we'll uh, let you know and finally as well uh, as we just alluded to before the draw started the bowl competition coming in this year for the division two sides um 
how good an incentive is that for these Division 2 teams to be uh, fighting for silverware as well as the teams in the leagues above? You, you said it there. It gives the Division 2 teams something to fight for and it, you know, it makes, makes it makes it more interesting instead of being up against a higher division team and then eventually, you know, they just turn up and it's unfortunately like maybe a 13 just nail defeat. But it gives the Division 2 teams something to really look at and go, hang on, we could probably get this. Because it's always a tricky one, isn't it? You know, unless maybe sometimes this may be the case for some people, but if you're fighting towards the top or fighting towards the bottom, like you say, you've already got that incentive to you know yeah. to, to keep yourself in the game for whatever you're you're pushing for. But maybe if you're if you're if you're mid table as well, you know, it, it could be seen as a very good season for some teams. But oh, if yeah. you've just got that extra little bit to fight for, it can just create a little bit more competition, healthy competition within, oh, yeah, within clubs absolutely. as well. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you, you've you've hit the nail right on the head there. It gives the Division Two teams something to look at because. You know, they might not have a good league campaign, but there's nothing saying that they could focus on maybe trying to get their hands on the the uh, the bowl. You know, it, we we wait and see, but you know, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Excellent. Well, Ben, thank you very much as always. As always, an absolute pleasure. And uh, many thanks to Tony Meppham and Dave Christian today as well. That is all from us on Saturday Sport Classified on Manx Radio AM 1368. Thank you very much for joining us. We will now be handing back over to Radio Caroline. So thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful evening, whatever you're doing, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. So until next time from me, it's bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.